The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature, or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. Most people refer to this as retirement today. Co-host, pastor, and evangelist Aaron David Thomas is a bivocational pastor and a marketing manager hewn from the tough streets of Philadelphia. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good afternoon, listeners. What have you all been wrestling with over the last week? For me, my largest opponent has been the fear-mongering letter the White House (laughs) sent to state and local governments on September 17th regarding the debt ceiling. Debt is an old and familiar foe for mankind, and one we all wrestle with nearly daily as individuals and more recently even as societies. My name is David, so we must climb into the ring with this Goliath. Aaron, are you ready to rumble? Man, I'm always ready to rumble. Good afternoon, wrestling listeners. Good afternoon, David. Good to see you, my man. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, it's funny. I was, I've been paying attention to this since you brought it to my attention and, and uh, seeing this real struggle in this battle and how we can navigate our listeners to the Lord and, and a firm foundation and standing. So let's get it on, baby. Let's get it on. Okay. Well, listen to the following quotes I found on the topic of debt from biblical times. Quotes, huh? To today. Yes. Okay. Well, this is from Proverbs. Let's just start. Proverbs 22, 7. Scripture Uh-oh. first. I thought I was the this pastor. Was 900 B.C. Solomon says, the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Lord. Now, fast forward to the 1600s. Flint, French uh, playwright Molière. Debts are nowadays like children, begot with pleasure, but brought forth in pain. And now to the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett. You know, people seek his wisdom about finance and debt all the time. And his quote is, Chains of habit are too light to be felt until they are too heavy to be broken. So, Aaron, before I really get to grappling, what other biblical wisdom would you like to share to provide timeless wisdom? Wait, wait, wait. Was that grappling? And he was quoting who's a French playwright? What? <laughs> Dude. Okay. You talking about people talking about being in debt, enslaved uh, to debt. Right? Is that yes, where we're at? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. We Debt, can we bondage, can we slavery. can we can definitely grapple over that. You know, when I uh you know, um coming from poverty to where I'm at today, first of all I give glory and honor to God for that. I think about the scripture in Romans uh thirteen eight where it says, Oh no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Man, and I and I think about that scripture in the in the context of man, wouldn't it be great to just have the responsibility as far as your debt and what you owe in life is to love one another. And that debt is incurred. People don't understand that scripture totally, but what that where that debt is incurred is because Jesus first loved us and gave his life for us, right? He right. gave the ultimate um, 
for us. And so we're indebted to that. And that's how we should love uh, other people. But I too, um, Proverbs thirty-seven twenty-one. The wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous, right? Taking, 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 taking. And this thing that you're going to deal with, I know that you're struggling with, is it's another form of taking and not paying back, right? And this country's never been having your children, grandchildren do the paying back. It's it's worse because you're, you're actually committing the offense against your own just, children. That just keeps going. There are just um, – those are – two verses that just came to my mind. The Wisdom Bible, though, man, really teaches us that it's usually not a good idea to go into debt. Debt essentially makes, like you said, us a slave uh, uh, to uh, uh, those who provide. And listen, we've had enough problems with slavery in this country, right? I'm just saying. At the same time, in some situations, uh, debt is a necessary evil, you know, because, you know, sometimes you can't acquire something. You go into debt for higher education, which has really been really bad, but it can turn out good if they get the job that they need and be able to pay off that loan. But Employable the re- education. Come on. There you go. As long as money is being handled, though, uh, wisely and, and debts are being paid manageably, that's what I mean by necessary evil. I don't ever like evil, but sometimes – it serves a purpose, and I know that through Scripture. A Christian can take on the burden of financial debt only if it's absolutely necessary. I know uh, – I think it was – is it Dave Ramsey or – Dave Ramsey, yep. yeah. Yeah, he, he, he teaches – Financial peace. He teaches about that. But men, we, we really struggle like that because we want the bells and whistles. Um, but anyway – I'm just going to hold up for a second because I want to hear a little more what you got to say about this because, you know, I, I, I got a whole another perspective being a brother that's been poor. Yes. I, and I got and, a story. And I, and I'm I glad wanna, to hear it. Yeah, and I got a story I want to share too because I was in some serious debt. But, uh, we need to get this to the individual story about how you wrestled. Okay, let's get it. I've wrestled too. But back to this irresponsible letter from the White House. This is what Senator <laughs> Here he is. Get it, Dave. I knew it first, was on you. First. Can anyone out there even comprehend what a trillion of anything is? A trillion dollars. A trillion. So back on my birthday, September 18th of 1986, the New York Times published an article when we first crossed the threshold of $1 trillion in national debt by posing the question, how long in years is 1 trillion seconds? Anybody? No, I don't know. Okay, the answer is a staggering 31,710 years. That's one trillion seconds. And we all know how fast a second is. So a trillion of them adds up to a very long time, 31,710 years before the pyramids, before cave paintings, and depending (laughs) upon your theories, perhaps even before (laughs) Before mankind. mankind. Right? So the article closed with these remarks. We must, all of us, especially our elected officials, this is from the New York Times, remember. Okay. Stop thinking of a trillion seconds as merely a long time ago and a trillion dollars as just a lot of money. The next time our senators and representatives consider the federal deficit and the cost of the arms race, remember this was 1986, they should allow themselves briefly to think of seconds instead of dollars. They might then picture, if they would, Prehistoric man hunched in a smoke-filled cave, gnawing at the bones of a woolly <laughs> mammoth. There he goes. So again, there's that poetic in guy. In 1986, 35 years ago, Aaron. Today, our current national debt total is about 28.7 trillion. 
trillion with a T dollars. So now we have the White House issuing a letter to the states and local governments, and here's some quotes from that letter. Hitting the debt ceiling could cause a recession. Well, I've been in recession, buddy. <laughs> Economic growth would falter, unemployment would rise, and the labor market could lose millions of jobs. If the United States defaults for the first time in its history, should Congress not act, a number of federally funded programs could be stopped. So here's the threat, including Medicaid, infrastructure funding, and disaster relief efforts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, we're not a political show, and I want to acknowledge that both parties are equally responsible in digging the massive debt hole we find ourselves in. But doesn't this kind of threat aimed at the American people seem to be the epitome of hypocrisy? Okay, you asked me a question and about this, and I want to say, Dave, you are right. We are not... Ladies and gentlemen, we are not a political show. We truly are wrestling with the idea and the concept of debt. Dave's just taking this perspective because it's got stuck in his teeth and he can't get it out. So we're dealing with debt and how we should look uh, look at that, wrestle with that according to the word of God. So I got an answer. But first, my man, um, I know I was sick during your birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Oh, and listeners, Dave was not born in 1986. He just used that reference point. Believe me, I'm looking at it. <laughs> anyway, man, okay, so th- listen, I, as I always want to bring our listeners uh, to God and everything, I want to uh, uh, touch on this in a biblical as a perspective. Should, as a pastor Yeah, should. well, you know, as a brother from the hood who came from no good and got introduced to God and tried to figure out why things were working the way they were and why I was uh, uh, struggling with monies and could never seem to get out of it until God opened up my eyes and gave me a different perspective of it, right? And, that, and that's it. We get locked in a perspective. We get locked in a way uh, uh, of dealing with things, ergo our government. You know, just raise it, raise it, keep raising it, right? And 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 that's not sound. Print it, uh, right? You just have to print it. Pr- print yeah. some money. I mean, like like they said, if um, Joe Biden heard there were people on Mars, he'd go send them some money. <laughs> Get them to the Texas border. <laughs> send yeah. them some money. Tell them we'll pay the rent. We way. got real aliens, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got to stop anyway. So uh, bringing it back to the Bible was like this. I want to share a scripture with you that really, um, to me. Is profound. Just a couple. It says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a, a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. What, what scripture is that from? I don't know. It's in the Bible. Look it up. Okay. Good right. Lord. You want me to tell you everything? No, it's uh, a good I, one. I, I, I think one. that's in Matthew. Okay. I think that's in Matthew. I'm not sure. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not that type of pastor. I'm not. <laughs> you can turn to the book of. I do know some of the scriptures I quote, though. Um, and then Second Timothy 3 says, but understand this. In these last days, terrible times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money. They don't care if it has any value. They're going to love it, so they're going to get it. They're going to print it. They're going to do whatever. Boastful, arrogant. Is it not boastful and arrogant for our government to take the position? Is it not abusive and disobedient? Is it not ungrateful and unholy? Ungrateful are the American people who contributed. And and, and we, as the American people, we, uh, they right, Uh, one-third of this debt, they owed us for the bonds and everything that we, right? Or something like that. I try to understand all this stuff. But it, it, it's it's crazy, man. It's without self-control and it's brutal and without love. I want to thank you one thing. 
again, uh, for pointing out that we're not a political show. Uh, however, when you wrestle with your daily life as a man, when you let, wrestle with your inner thoughts and, and you're um, permeated with these things about debt and what's happening in your country, and you can't help but not wrestle with it from a, a – your nation's perspective, but in a personal perspective, how it's going to affect me, like all the things that you name that could be affected. But one thing I also want to point out, too, when I, w- when I was reviewing and looking at this stuff, this is the side of the story that they're telling. Right? This is the hype that we're on. This is where we're at. And I think this morning um, Congress passed it, or was it yesterday? The House. Uh, the, they're the just House. kicking the can. They said, we'll just put it off until after the next election. Yeah. How clever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, as I said, man, you know, I was looking at this. You know, I always say, look at the top. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy, Dave, you know, um, I believe attitude reflect leadership. And you look at the state of just uh, the country and debt is such a big thing, man. I'm sorry. I need to get up on this microphone. But it starts from the way we see our leadership. Right. They spend right. money. They do whatever they want. And, and it trickles down. Right. People are followers, sheep. Most people are sheep. Right. right. And I don't mean that in a derogatory. I'm not putting people down because I is a sheep, too. Bad English uh, purposely. They um, want to be led. Yeah. Be led. And sometimes we're led be, uh, by being misled. Right. I, I said I had a quick story to share. When I came to God and I studied that and, and, and what it meant to owe people and what it meant to be in debt. And I saw read in Exodus and Leviticus about the forgiveness of debt and poor people always being with us and that we shouldn't make their lives harder by charging them exorbitant interest and all these things, right? Um, I learned that if I borrow money from people, I should pay it back. And I can tell a story of two people that in my BC life, but right near, near that translation that lent me and my wife some money. Right, large amounts of money because of some trouble we had got. I had gotten into and that uh, we just couldn't get out of. And uh, I started paying them out little, little, and then I couldn't pay them. Lost job, you know, whatever happens. And for years I never paid them, but that burden stayed on my heart. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and asked God for financial freedom. And God says, "I can't set you financially free till you pay what you owe." Hmm. Right? Yeah. And, and, and so um, we got the money and uh, we sent them. And this was years later. I, I wrote a letter apologizing, stating to who I was in God today and how God has never let this burden leave my heart and mind. And today I can make full restitution. And if you want me to pay interest, I am more than willing to. And I paid it. And uh, both of the people reached out and go, I knew the character integrity of man that you were that one day you would make this debt right. I have never worried about it. Glory to God because they saw me Amen. transition. Yeah. But debt um, and, and the way that we handle it is taught. It, 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 it more is caught than, than taught. As we watch people, we see the the supposed has and they're in debt too because they because oh, yeah. they're trying to keep yeah. up with the joneses and the government because our government's oh yeah we'll print some money we'll, we'll have it and i think it's just a a bad way to get us to do things right so you mentioned uh, dave ramsey because i did want to bring it you know yeah. to the to the personal because you know my other question for you was you know is warren buffett right are our chains of habit now too heavy to be broken you know 
So Dave Ramsey says that debt has been marketed to us in so many forms and so aggressively since the 60s that to even imagine living without it requires a complete paradigm shift. And that's why I wanted to bring it you know, from the national societal level because if this is how the large entities and institutions behave, how can you expect an individual you know, to, be different. To, to be different because right. you know, we look to – society to put stigmas on us like it used to be a real big deal like in the 60s if you declared bankruptcy now you know there's no stigma associated with it there used to be stigma with divorce but those don't occur anymore <laughs> rabbit but trail did you see that let's talk <laughs> no. all right let's talk to this personal level where our wrestling with the inner man takes place so the deceitful desires that the, i i want to have it now uh or the envy we talked about the seven deadly sins which lead us into the bondage of debt those voices in your head that romance, all those fancies of having something now and paying for it later over time, they're extremely persuasive. And everything is marketed to us like this. It begins with a credit card offer. So if you go uh, to college and then before you're even out of college, you know, people are counting on the fact you'll probably have a job. So they, you get these credit card offers. And you're like, hey, I'm going to go to some uh, destination weddings, you know, for some of my friends. This has happened with my kids. Come on. You know, and, and look, interest rates are, are almost zero for the banks to borrow from the federal government. But they charge our kids. 23%. Yeah, they don't even look at the interest rate. They don't even read the statement because they don't print them anymore, you know, and it's all digital online. And so you're, you're already, you're, you're snagged if, if you weren't already on student loan debt. So you got student loans and credit cards. Then you advance to larger purchases like a car or truck that you're financing for 72 months. Well, you got to start to replace tires, you know, sooner than that. And you Oil got maintenance changes, costs, maintenance, and yeah. They don't think about that either. And, and you just get into it. It really is bondage. It really is where it's oppressive. And, you know, the largest, of course, is, is, is our homes. So, And I think it's a fight that people tap out on. Oh, this is just how it's going to be, like you said. Yeah, yeah, those a, chains can't just be broken. Just just, 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 <laughs> so here's another quote I found on debt uh, where even the celebration of our Lord's birth has become one of the most successful traps to place us into debtor's prison. Christmas is a season when you buy this year's gifts with next year's money. Pastor Aaron, how can a man resist the world today and turn from the bondage of debt? Man, that's a great question. And I have a great answer. And the statistic I was looking for a minute ago that I couldn't um, grasp or recall was that uh, a, a recent report shows that 77% of American households have at least some type of debt. And the total personal debt of all U.S. households in America is $14.5 uh, trillion as of 2020. Man, that's a whole lot of money to be in debt for. <laughs> and I know I got, I got a little <laughs> bit of that. It's my own. But to answer your question, how can we... How can we overcome this? How we, there's the first thing we have to do is submit ourselves to God and resist Amen. the devil and flee from him. The Bible says you cannot serve two masters, and the two masters that it mentions are God and mammon or money. Yes. Right? That's crazy. So you have to, to beat money and the draw, the pull, uh, uh, the desire, the hunger, the greed. Why we did story, uh, uh, um, uh, Avarice. Avarice, yeah. Um, you have to submit to God. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I was kind of sharing earlier is that my, I, as I came to God and submitted to God and he opened up my mind to things, it showed me how to resist 
certain fleshly desires, resist going in debt, resist being enslaved to anything or anyone except God. And I'm a willing bond servant for that. A debt is de- debt is definitely the devil's plan to make us slaves to our lenders, slaves to our job, uh, slaves to worry, doubt, and fears. Because once he gets us locked up in those areas, we don't submit to God. We don't surrender to God. We're so full of anxiety uh, um, trying to overcome this. Uh, you definitely um, touched the nerve with me, buddy, talking about Christmas because I really get twisted up with Christians and and them buying into the devil's game. It's September. Let's start celebrating Christmas. I'm sorry. Uh, hello? Four retail Look, people have to listen to I don't to even celebrate Halloween, but you didn't even get to Halloween. <laughs> Thanksgiving, right? Um, it, it, it's crazy. Participating in that is just part of the plan to get our focus off of what we need to uh, to focus on. And that's God and his way of living. I, I really tell people like this. Yeah. Men and women, if you sincerely want to learn how to get debt free, get with Dave Ramsey, men that of God who use the uh, God's balance sheet, right? God's balance direction uh, to show you how to get out of it, and it works because God has never failed. Um, I want if you want to overcome death in your life, heed the word of God. This is what and and don't love the things of this world, right? Right? We. We get in debt because we want to accumulate more things that we really don't need. We just want to say that we have. Again, back to our go to the podcast, check us out. Greed, avarice. We talked about this craziness. The Bible says that everything in this world is decaying, fall apart, dying, being eaten up by rust, rust and moths. But we want to go in debt for that type of thing. I don't know, Dave. Come on, buddy. Well, one way to begin to claw our way back out of a debtor's prison is to keep our Electronic devices. <laughs> Amen. You know, our generous sponsor, Electronic Restoration Services, ERS, ERS. They can help you do that by restoring damaged <laughs> equipment. Because what do you do when lightning hits your house and then your your receiver and your computer and everything are fried and you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be so expensive to re- replace all of this stuff. It can be restored at 20% of the replacement cost. So make sure you're thinking about ERS and restoring before you go out and throw something away to uh, buy new. Absolutely. So I'll finish my thoughts with a sadly humorous secular twist on the well-known proverb 1824 verse, which goes like this. The only man who sticks closer to you in adversity than a friend is a creditor. <laughs> that is terrible but true. So, the Boy, they'll Aaron, follow you for 10 years. Right. <laughs> Call you every day. They do. So offer your closing <sighs> thoughts and a final prayer for us all. Okay, man. Listen, um, <clears throat> first – ERS, thank you very much for everything, for supporting us again. And, and, um, yeah, check them out. But in closing, I just want to say this. um, Debt is a real thing, right? It's something you can't avoid. You have to wrestle with it. You have to come to terms with it. And to beat it, like I said, you have to submit to God. But when you realize what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross of Calvary, you will come to know that you don't want to be holding to anyone but him. Love, the debt of love. Right. That's a great debt to be into. To just to continue, I, 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 owe, I owe some more love. I owe some more love. I don't owe any man, but I owe every man love. Because he paid that debt of sin for um, that has set our lives totally free. So uh, that's what I got. When you're wrestling, submit, surrender, 
and the the debt devil will flee. <laughs> well, right. dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you to be with every person out yes. there struggling with debt and uh, to overcome it. Uh, and once you do, don't ever go back. That's really the key. So we ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Yes, in Jesus' name. Hey, come back. We'll be back next Sunday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage and Pastor Aaron Thomas. We believe the winners in this ring courageously follow God's word, love and protect God's woman, excel at God's work, betters God's world and his children. For more information, reach out to David and Pastor Aaron at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling with the Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.